Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is Episode 5, where we're discussing House of the Rising Sun. Episode 5 from Season 1 of Lost. Great. Look who came to chat. I need to talk to you. You speak English? Yes. What? You speak English? Why didn't you say anything? My husband doesn't know. Why would you learn English and not tell your husband? He has a bad temper. What my husband did to you today, it was a misunderstanding. No, I got it. Loud and clear. It was the watch. Your husband tried to murder me for a watch? I found this watch two days ago. It belongs to my father. Protecting that watch is a question of honor. You called trying to kill me in front of my kid, honor. You don't know my father. I need your help. Hey everyone, this is Anton. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Lost Mystery Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the episode of House of the Rising Sun off of season one of Lost. First off, we'd love to know how many episodes you guys would like for us to post per week. Uh, We've heard from some of y'all and right now it seems like two is the going number. Uh, but we'd also like to get your all's feedback to see how many um, we could get up. And uh, we don't want to overwhelm you, but we also want to keep them coming for you. Yeah, so send your feedback to us at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And I also had a quick note for those of you who are using the MP3, bef- uh, MP3 feed before. Uh, we're no longer sending out um, an MP3-specific feed, so we've decided to go ahead and use MP3 for all of our episodes. So you just need to subscribe to the main feed. And you can do that through iTunes or through our website at lostmysterypodcast.com. Again, one single feed, no more segregation of MP3 and AAC. So let's get on with it. This is House of the Rising Sun, a gin and sun-centric episode. What would you think about the episode? Well, actually, uh, you know, I I wrote down quite a bit about this episode uh, uh, from... From the title, obviously, you know it's going to be about Sun, and uh, we learn a lot about her character in this one. And um, uh, it just, just, uh, I, I really didn't. I kind of thought maybe she was uh, could speak English uh, from the little intro that you had there um, when I was watching it in the previous episodes. But this one just affirms that. And but then, and then I had the whole you know question of why uh, she you know would speak English and not tell her husband. Right. And I really liked getting to see the, you know, kind of sweet beginning of, you know, her and Jen's relationship. Um, it seems so different from the relationship they have now on the island. Just um, they, they seem to pretty much not get along at all now. And we see in this episode, in the beginning, they're at the party and mm-hmm. they're kind of secretly in love. Right. And, oh, yeah. You know, she's got issues with, you know, not thinking that her family would be supportive of the relationship. And it's just a really stark contrast to to what they seem to have now, which isn't much of anything. Right. Yeah. Actually, I remember you and I speaking about this uh, this episode before and the episodes um, prior to this one because I said that uh, I kind of have an, had a 
uh, attitude, but the the whole Jin uh, character. <laughs> I just uh, you know the scene where he tells uh, his wife to button her top button, and that right. she looks awful. Button and, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, kind of, what kind of guy is this? You know. And uh, you kept telling, you encouraged me, just wait, just wait. And uh, uh-huh. uh, in this episode, um, you know, it is kind of nice to see that it, mm-hmm. there was a, a great beginning. Right. You know? And and you really get the sense too that. In the beginning, he was a great guy. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like he knew from the very beginning to get her, he needed to first get her father on board. Right. Which meant doing whatever her father asked him to do. And, we, of course, we see later in the episode that that was putting him in some really compromising situations. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see over time what really changed that relationship. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, you know, caused them to start to grow apart. Because clearly the only reason Jim was working for her father was you know to make son happy and to be able to gain his fa- her father's respect. Right. Yeah. But clearly now it's backfired and it's actually causing their relationship to fail in some way. Yeah. You actually, whenever um, when Jen tells Kim um, uh, son that uh, that uh, he was going to work for her father, you could tell that she was kind of didn't wasn't didn't yeah. like the idea. You know, and, and I just asked myself, I was like, and I was trying to think about what's this what's this man do for a living? What's her father do? You know, because she obviously does not have a very good relationship. She's scared of her dad Mm -hmm. and um, she wanted to actually elope and run away. Right. uh, Which was interesting to me is because it looks like she comes from a very, you know, you know, well to do, uh, you know, family and her her father seems like he's got a lot going on in the country itself. And uh, she just wanted to leave it all. Right. She said, he's like, where will we go? She's like, to the United States, you know, mm-hmm. so she's willing to, you know, sacrifice everything. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's kind of like she knows what the circumstances will be, right. you know, in terms of her father and she would rather leave the country and totally get away from the family. Than yeah. Have to deal with those consequences. So maybe she has some idea what exactly her father does do. Yeah. I think, but who knows? Well, and also I think maybe she had an insight to what it might would cause in their relationship because mm-hmm. you see in this, uh, this episode where, you know, uh, Jen attacks Michael mm-hmm. and, uh, we find out that it was over a watch, right. You know, but that, that was so much to, to do with the honor right. of her father. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it looks like to me just in this episode, it made me think that obviously he honors the, his, his father-in-law more than he does his marriage. Right. Well, yeah. and, and if what was really odd is, you know, holding the watch and trying to protect it, is one thing, but willing, being willing to kill Michael right. because he's wearing the watch is something else. And it just made me think, you know, who in the world is son's family? Yeah. You know, why are these people so important that, you know, the help they're getting are willing to kill other people in order to protect their honor. And I think it'll be really interesting to see exactly who her family is over well, time. What I also, uh, with the son, um, she can speak English. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not known up until this point. And, the big thing with me was what caused her to, you know, learn the English language. Was she really uh-huh. planning on eloping, with, you know, in the beginning and, and that she had learned this uh, so that whenever they did get away, uh, then maybe she would have, you know, she right. had the ability to take care of them and things like that. So just, I don't know, it was kind of a, you know, you could see her wills. Well, the, the scene in the airport with her uh-huh. was so like, it was, it was very hard to watch because you could see she was torn between her love for her husband and just escaping her father. Right. You know? Right. And uh, she's standing at one point in the middle of the escape Mm -hmm. and her husband. 
and right. he looks over at her and he shows her that flower that right. he had showed her from the beginning and she just breaks down and starts crying but mm-hmm. but then she walks back to him like he's still there yeah and it's it's like she still sees the original love she had for him but at the same time she cannot stand you know the man that her father has turned him into right and she knows that you know jen has a lot of honor as well he yeah. wants to make sure that her father is happy with their their relationship right so he knows he has to do anything for her father sure and um she obviously still loves jen but wishes her father wasn't in this equation at all yeah i mean i feel bad for jen now you know i mean in a sense because it, he was torn as well and you, know, you see throughout this episode like he's uh trying to help in, in the situation he gives her a, a puppy at one point uh-huh. and he you know he apologizes and he promises it's going to get better mm-hmm. you know it wasn't supposed to be this way and it'll get better just we got to pay our dues right uh, but i just you kind of get in this this feeling for him where you're just like man his life yeah. is so bad right you know so and he and he probably feels a lot of you know he comes from a more humble background as we can tell he's working as a servant you know right. at this party and um there's probably a, a lot of it is him feeling like he needs to live up to her, you know, where she's coming from. Yeah. She's from a rich family. He doesn't want her living in a situation of, you know, being in the slums. Right. Just because she's married to him. I mean, she's probably not concerned about that, but to him, it's, it's a matter of honor. Yeah. And to the father, I'm sure that was an, that was not going to happen as an impossibility. He right. was not going to take her to the slums and, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, yeah, you think about it from that perspective and you, you get a whole new perspective of a uh, gen. So, right. Well, uh, Further on in the episode, we find the two bodies in the cave. Um, Locke prefer, or refers to them as Adam and Eve. Um, Jack said that they were laid to rest, not murdered, um, that they had been there probably 40 or 50 years. Uh, thoughts on that? You know, I I just was wondering myself, you know, who are these people? Why were they there? Are they Were they there by, you know, some kind of freak accident like, uh, like them? Were they... Uh, you know, uh, missionaries, were they, um, you know, I just, all these crazy things, are they, are they, you know, originally from there? Are they, are they native uh-huh. to there? Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who they are, but uh, as Jack pointed out, one of them was female, one of them was male, and, you know, right. so I called them Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, I made a note that, um, you know, they found the, the pouch of black and white rocks, mm-hmm. um, which instantly made me think of, you know, Locke talking about goonies, backgammon. About Goonies. No. <laughs> oh, no, not, go- yeah. not Goonies. Okay. Wait, wait, you got to tell me what the Goonies reference is because well, I don't remember. You remember, no, the Goonies where they found like the little pouch and they had, you know, had jewels in it and he had them in it. Never mind. One-Eyed Willie? Yeah, right. One-Eyed Willie. He can't, remember at the end whenever yeah. he's like, they're going to lose everything, but he pulls out these, you know, gems and he's, anyways. I don't remember that. Yeah. Forget anyway. It, yeah. Forget it. Back to, yes, back, yeah, this about the game. Yeah, well, black, or Locke holds up a black and a white rock, and he's talking about, you know, two players, one dark, one light. Mm. And um, this made me think of that, is we've got this two times now where they've had a reference to one light, one dark. Yeah. And that's that's more than something I can just overlook, and um, I don't know if we'll we'll see a lot more of that coming up anytime soon, but... Um, it's definitely a theme of a yeah, light side most definitely. and a dark side. And he said, uh, he, he made it a, in the original, uh, whenever he's telling uh, the boy about uh, the the game, he says this is the oldest the oldest game right. in history. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just, you know, he made it, he, he went on about that game for a bit. Yeah. And it just made, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's yeah. a good game. It's a back of checkerboard, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. 
And um, of course, one other thing that came to my mind is, you know, now we have Adam and Eve and we have the French woman mm-hmm. who are, you know, who created the distress call are both proof that the survivors of this crash aren't the first people on that island. I mean, to me, yes. I mean, to me, you got, you've got this distress distress code that's coming from the island that you know was dated 16 years ago, and then you got these people that have been there for quite some. I mean, even longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I think there's definitely be outside of that. I, I would venture to say we're probably going to find more uh, right. people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where it's pointing to me is that uh, there's there's going to be a whole group of people we're going to discover that's been there. Right. Um, on the character front, we find out that Walt's mother never told him anything about Michael, his father. Yeah. Um, trying to conceal Michael's identity for some reason, or just the typical single parent doesn't want the child to know anything about the other parent. What do you think? You know, I don't know much about the the character of Walt and and or Michael too too much. You know, right. I do know that he hasn't been around. Um, his son his whole life and at one point you know uh they get in this little verbal disagreement and he's like you don't even know me Walt says to his you know to Michael and you know and Michael's like you don't know me and and he asked him what his birth date was and mm-hmm. Walt didn't even know that you yeah. know and it's like you know it's like to me he had this this boy absolutely knows nothing right you know and it, I think maybe it was I think his mom being you know so far away um, I think she just was trying to protect her son. I mean, that's my initial thought from a I mean, father's standpoint. I'm, I don't think he did it. She did it to hurt Michael, but I think right. she did it to help Walt. Sure, yeah. So Another character-related note um, about Jen and son, we find out or the work that Jen was doing for son's father was very violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see he comes home, he's covered in blood. When son asked what he was doing, he said, I was working. Right. Um, after this, uh, she gives him five across the eyes for, for not telling her what he was doing. Uh, yeah. And he says, I do whatever your father asked me to do. I do it for us. Right. Any ideas? I mean, there's some obvious ones, but what do you think he could possibly be doing for her father? We haven't heard any job description yet out of him. You, you know, I think he gave the best job description was whatever yeah, he asked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, it's just like... I think he doesn't have a job description. I think, you know, he comes into an office and it's like, you might be doing paperwork, you might yeah. be killing somebody, <laughs> you know, I mean, and so yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's just, I mean, that's what it seems like. I mean, he is literally the pawn and being moved right. wherever. Yeah, so know? we may just have to wait for future episodes to get yeah. more details on that. Um, the big reveal of the episode is, of course, that son can speak English. Mm-hmm. She was planning to leave Jen uh, when they were at the airport to leave the U.S., um, you know, why was she going to such great lengths to make it appear that she was kidnapped and then later would be assumed dead? I mean, you know, Jen is a, a t- has a temper. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, but it seems, um, you know, is this preparation all really necessary for that? I mean, maybe there are bigger reasons that she, you know, must do things this way, yeah. deceive her family as well as Jen. Um, but didn't you find it kind of weird that, like, she was going all, like, undercover and yeah there was i mean a moment where she had that lady in her apartment or you know and it was like they were they were they discussed the details and it was it was very elaborate you know and and i i go back to the family i think you know and she even made the 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 friend made the reference do you really think that your family's gonna you know not look for you and you know and i mean like Mm -hmm. like i think that her family has the resources and the power 
you know, so really outside of her being dead, she was never going to escape. Right. You know, so I, to me, death was the only release that she was going to be able to get. You know, it's the only way she's going to get released from that family. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think she was just, you know, Machiavellian it for, you know, it's because if she ever wanted to live a life without them in their life, that's what it was going to take. You know, right. so I guess I was just thinking that it didn't have to be that complicated, you know, like, I mean, I guess maybe there's something with her family we don't understand yet. But with Jen, yeah, you know, it's not like he was going to hunt her down all over the world. If, you know, she left and even told him that she was leaving, you know, if she just said, I'm leaving by, I don't get the sense that he was going to track her down and kill her if she was going to try to be with somebody else. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I I don't know why. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't really answer that because I don't have any idea why she would do that to him. I mean, Uh I don't think that he would be, it might be that was best for him. You know, like had she said, I'm going to leave you he probably would have chose her, which right. would have maybe put them both in uh-huh. harm's way, you know, maybe, so maybe it was like, I'm protecting yeah, him kind of by protecting Jen at the same yeah. time. That's, that could be, that's a good point. But, um, I wondered if, you know, she made the comment to the, I think it was a, the decorator that was at her house yeah. or she, at least she was posing as sure. a decorator. Yeah. I'm not sure, but she made the comment that, um, you know, the, the decorator made the comment, you know, can you not reconcile? Mm-hmm. And to me, we haven't seen enough to suggest like this relationship was over in a big no. way. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, most countries I don't think are as quick to go to divorce as this country is. But, um, you know, it's like there hadn't been enough that happened that we've seen to, to suggest no. that the relationship was as terrible as, as it was made out to be. No, actually, you know, even the character difference between Jen at home versus Jen on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that he was actually more strict on the island than he was ever at home. Yeah, at like least she, from what we've seen. Yeah, from yeah. what we've seen. She, I mean, she hit him, uh-huh. and he just kind of turns and tells her, you know, that I did this for us. And and, and, right. and, and on the island, he's like, you will do this. You're mm-hmm. by my side. You, you know, almost, I mean, very aggressive. Whereas at home, it was kind of like she kind of still had a, a you know, control in a sense you know right so now i don't think i don't know if we have a good sense of the amount of time there was between the scene where he comes home and he's covered in blood and right. she gets the puppy no. and but in the scene later when he's talking to the decorator i may be wrong but don't we see that the dog has grown up quite a bit yeah yeah i think you know i my my like initial maybe it's a year or two later. yeah that's why i was my initial thought that there was some time quite a bit of time that passed there uh-huh. more plant you know came in but the way the the decorator was talking about it was like it was the next day you right. know like remember repeat after yeah, me right. repeat after me the time you know well i think i think here's the way the timeline breaks down i think sometime a year or two before is whenever she gets the puppy from Jim mm-hmm. and she starts to see for the first time that his job for her father is, is trouble. Right. I think a year after that or two years is whenever we see her talking to the decorator and making plans. The day after she talks to the decorator is when they're at the airport getting yeah, I, ready to leave. I think, okay, that makes sense. So I think what's really interesting here is, you know, the day before the crash, or I guess it's the, the day of the crash sure. when they get on the plane is the same day when Jen is standing there holding a flower being Mr. Sweet, you know, to right. uh, and being a real nice guy. So to me, it's kind of odd that we have, you know, Mr. Nice Guy with the flower right. before they're on the plane, and now they're on the beach, and he's like Mr. Jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's exactly what I was thinking. It was like, how did this come about? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if he's just a very, like, you know, sketchy, insecure person or, right. or what, because I don't know much about his character yet. But, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. And then I'm, I'm thinking that how... 
okay, and this is going on to the flight. Word now the flight, and this is you're gonna have to help me on this if there's an answer to this. The flight flew out of Australia, right? Okay, how did Jen and son get there? You know, they weren't in Australia, they were not in Australia, right? Yeah, they were coming from Korea. I don't know if there was like a, a stopover flight that you know, to the United in States. They're all, I guess, yeah. You I know, it's know. like all these people are going to the United States for some reason. That's true. I don't know. I, I mean, I know that they were in Korea whenever um, she had the conversation with the decorator. Right. I'm not sure why they would have been in Australia. Because I'm, I'm sure somebody will tell us, but. But what's weird, and I, okay, this this I'm going off on a little tangent here. I'll go here. for it. Let's okay, it. so at one point in one of the episodes, it might have been this one, the one before, we see uh, when Jack is yelling at the lady to let the casket on, okay? Right. You look in the background, you see Jen standing there. Right, and we see that in this episode too. Exactly. They're in Australia. They're not in their country. Right. And she's going to be kidnapped in Australia. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Which she didn't say nothing about that. The planner didn't say nothing about that. Mm -hmm. You know, she said at the airport there'll be somebody you know there to pick you up it made it seem like in the episode that they were still in that country right you know uh you know uh and now now i'm thinking about it they were in australia right because jack was there checking his dad on right they all flew out of Uh there and they're all going to the united states for some purpose right so okay so it looks like right now unless there may have been a line of dialogue that i missed that where they said you know we're going to australia for a trip for a while and trying to improve things but no. you know, even if they were doing that, why would they be going from Australia, the U.S., and not from the Australia back, right? You know, to Korea. Man, that's really interesting. I've never thought of that before. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of thinking, like, because it made it seem like whenever they were standing in the line, I know I'm going on this about for a while here, but when they were standing in the line, it act like they were checking into the airline for the first time. That that the plan that the 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 planner went over with them in the apartment, mm-hmm. like it was starting to unfold. It wasn't like they were, they didn't have a, you know, like uh, it didn't seem like they were continuing on. It just seemed like this was the plan, you know, right. but yet you see Jack and they're in Australia somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I may be making more out of this than what. Yeah, it's, but, it's entirely possible. I mean, it, for all I know, like we could have missed some, they may be Korean, but we're living in Australia for some reason. Yeah. And just it happened to be that their decorator was also Korean or Asian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. So uh, a mystery that came up in this episode, um, you know, Locke states very boldly to Charlie that, you know, he'll see his guitar again. Um, mm. You know, when Charlie asks him how he knows, you know, Locke replies, because I have faith, Charlie. And I just thought, man, this guy is such a weirdo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Even before that moment, uh, Locke uh, had talked to Charlie in the cave and, you know, he knew about Charlie and his drug use uh, before they even spoke about it. Right. You know, and, and that just goes on to just make me think that this Locke guy, he knows too much uh, uh-huh. about other people and and like I you know he, he at that point whenever he's in there with uh, Charlie Charlie looks at him he says you know don't talk to me like you know me right you know and then we find out of course you know that he was actually right you know the he said this island you know this island just might give you what you're looking for but you have to be willing to give it something yeah exactly you know, and then later on you know of course they find the guitar 
I mean, the whole scene is kind of, it's questionable whether there was anything supernatural going on. Maybe Locke was walking by and happened to notice the guitar up right. there on the, on the hill. But still, he knew somehow that Charlie would get it back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I could be wrong, but I thought when he, when he said, you have to give the island something, I, and they were standing there, um, he asked and see if he, well, I know at one point, at that point there, he said, do you want your guitar back more than you want your drugs? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, you, you know, you don't even know, Yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, it was just really mysterious. And actually Locke wouldn't let, let him go. You know, he was trying to go out. He kept saying, I'm going to try to go to the bathroom. And he's like, you know, I deserve my privacy yeah. and Locke <laughs> wouldn't let him go. And, you know, he's out wandering through the uh, the jungle, and you know he's looking back, looking back, and Lot pops out in front of him. Uh-huh. You know, which is just another one of those like, okay, is he is he like, teleporting in front of people? Right. You know, and it's I think it's just to sum it all up and to add to our mystery list. Um, you know, Locke knew things about Charlie that he had no way of knowing. Right. It's almost like the island is giving him information about the people. Yeah. So that's definitely I think one of the big mysteries of have lost yeah so we'll add that to the list and as we get more information on that we'll uh discuss it most definitely um next thing i had um you know jack asked kate you know how did you get this way you know what is it that you did mm-hmm. and kate's response really was annoying to me <laughs> you know Kate's response was that you know you know he had his chance to know oh yeah and you know again it very much goes against the character they've established you know to this point I mean, when have we seen Kate get that ir- be that irritable with anybody else or in any other circumstance? It's kind of like, you know, what reason does she really have to hide it from Jack now, even though she was willing to tell him, you know, a day or two before? Right. No, I actually, you know, I was thinking about that when she said that as well. I was like, you know, for one, it just upset me because I wanted to know, you yeah. know. <laughs> but two, it's like you said, it's like she is taking on this, this stronger personality where even even um, uh, just her demeanor uh, towards others on the island has kind of gotten a little more like, you know, assertive. She's more assertive and kind of just speaks her mind. Well, to Sawyer, but Sawyer is, you know, right. <laughs> you kind of have to do with him. But, I would, yeah, would, I just didn't know why she was that way. And at, I figured going along with her personality, she would be like, oh, well, here's what I did. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, towards Sawyer is one thing, but Jack has done nothing to mm-hmm. kind of instigate the situation and to make her want to be rude toward him. So it's, again, it's like something coming out of left field that seems really unlike the character they've created so far with no outside yeah. you know, reasoning that would make that make sense. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, in the context they were talking about, I mean, in this episode, we find out Jackie wants to move to the caves mm-hmm. and Kate decides not to go. Right. You know, she says, I don't want to be Eve, Jack. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And, that, and to me, that kind of made me think a little bit. It's like, what part of Eve doesn't she want to be? Right. Not only be dead in the cave. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. But doesn't want to settle down. Doesn't uh-huh. want to dig in. Doesn't want to, you know, put it, you know, yeah, put playhouse. A, and exactly. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. Um, what other thoughts did you have from the episode? You know, just another little random, like what, what in the world's going on here? It's like, I may have missed this, but where did the ax come from? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who takes an ax I mean, on an yeah. airplane? Well, I guess there could be like a fire ax that was on the plane somewhere in case of a Maybe, fire Maybe, but something. I've never seen an ax on an airplane. And, yeah. I, and they're, <laughs> you're like cutting wood with it, you know, breaking handcuffs with it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like... I think there are kind of a few props like that that come up. Like, um, you know, some of the medicines make sense. Sure. But I think it was this episode when... 
or maybe it was the next one. I can't remember where Jack has a bottle of peroxide. Like how many people really travel with a bottle of peroxide in the bag? But I could see a peroxide rather than an axe to go by somebody's backpack, you know? (laughs) Well, there could have been a lumberjack on the plane. You never know. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I think there are some times in this show where it pops up, like you can kind of, you know, suspend disbelief for a while, (laughs) but, but you know, they're, they're having a fun time in the writer's room trying to think of the props that may have been on the plane, but yeah. maybe not. And yeah, exactly. What they could possibly use and if they can really make us believe that that was on the plane right. in the first place. Well, I see them doing some stuff like they can't find certain things. So they have to like, you know, they have to improv- improvise. But since and then they have his axe, I'm like, you know, I, I can see him going primitive <laughs> with that as well. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's just something that jumped up to me just because I was, I was kind of thought it was funny. Uh, but um, also that the the island was the the members of the uh, crew was splitting, that mm-hmm. there was this group that was going to dig in right. to the caves. They'd given and, up on hope of rescue, right. basically. Yeah, that and, and I wrote down that it seemed like every time someone has this encounter with quote unquote the island, mm-hmm. uh, and they make these choices, they have a different outlook on their rescue. Oh, that's true. You know, it's yeah. the, the ones that have already kind of accepted, like Jack and Charlie mm-hmm. and Locke, they, they're, they're... The island has given them yeah. more than they ever had in their life before. Right. And they're kind of like, well, not that... I don't guess that they, to me, it doesn't look like they are excited about staying, mm-hmm. but they're saying in their minds and their, I guess in their hearts, it seems like they are accepting the fact that nobody's right. coming. Mm-hmm. Or these people that haven't had that experience are still, oh, we're going to be rescued. We're going to be rescued. We're going right. to be rescued. You yeah, know. it's it's almost like, I mean, I guess if we look at people so far, if I can remember in my head who they are, um, who have had an encounter of some kind with this island. We know we Locke, for yeah. sure, and he clearly is very interested in staying on the yeah, island. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Charlie, who I think more in the next episode than this one, mm-hmm. you know, really starts to make peace with that. Um, let's see, who else? Um more, I guess it's more in the next episode for most of these people that I was thinking of. Yeah. Jack, yeah. I think Jack has to a certain degree with his, you know, chasing around his dad and those things. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing's been, you know, nothing's been like settled yet, but right. yet he definitely has this mentality like we're probably not going to be rescued. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's in most cases, especially with Locke, you know, he is a better person and has more opportunities on this island to be who he really is right than he ever had in his life before right now i think like to me you're not right right now i don't feel like you know where i'm at in the show i mean maybe change but where Mm -hmm. i'm at the show i don't feel like anybody outside of Locke wants to be there yeah i feel like the only people one person wants to be there is Locke. Mm -hmm. but i do feel like some of the others are starting to get the sense that they're going to be there right and they're accepting that yeah but i think what is really weird is i think by this time they've been there almost a week maybe i forget but it's amazing to me and this could either be for a specific reason or it may just be that it isn't coming out in the writing that the people aren't nearly as freaked out as i would be if i had crashed on an island and i was there for a week and still nobody had come to rescue us right that's true like i would be freaked out thinking i'm going to spend the rest of my life on this island. Yeah. And we don't really see that from many of the people. It's no. kind of like, well, maybe they'll come tomorrow and let's have a good day today. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> the ones on the beach are so optimistic and yeah. you know, that they don't want to leave the beach for that reason. But I did think it was interesting, um, that they were starting to split and there was this, there's this line that was kind of being drawn, uh, that some were this way and some were the other way. Right. You know, I think the general thought that I had about this episode um, and I guess maybe about lost to this point in general is it's 
really amazing to see the amount of depth and nuance they could kind of inject into these characters of, of Jen and Son. Mm-hmm. You know, to this point, um, you know, they really haven't been much more, much of a presence on the show. They've really been limited to a subtitle. Right. And, like, we don't really see much about them. And then in one episode, they kind of open our eyes to the potential that's there for every character on the show, not just right. Jen and Son. We kind of see that there's a gold mine of, you know, story there that is just waiting to come out. Yeah. This show over time. So I'm excited to see what we'll learn and how attached we'll become to other characters, you know, who up to this point have been kind of left unexplored. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, right now you kind of have your your favorites and, you know, I even did one of those little what what character are you and lost? You yeah, know, I did too, things. yeah. And, and, and when it came back, I was like all stoked because it was like who I wanted it to be. Oh, you right. know? Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah, and now I'm thinking to myself, wait do I end up hating this character? You know, are uh-huh. they, are they insulting me right. right now? I mean, what's going on? Right. So, so we are five episodes into the first season of lost. And I thought this would be a great time to see what you think about it so far. Well, a hook, line and sinker for me, I'm done. I mean, I gotta, I gotta keep going. I mean, I can't, I can't stop watching. Um, now, obviously, you know, circumstances, uh, you know, come up that I would have to put it on hold or whatever, but that's like, I would hate to not watch this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's the thing is with me, it gives me the feeling like I go to the movies and I see a great movie and I come out and I'm excited about the sequel. But right. the difference is I usually know that the sequels to the movies are going to be awful and they're yeah. going to be <laughs> very far out even if there is a sequel. Right. This is like I got an opportunity to continue this whole journey mm-hmm. and um, I'm so invested into the characters and the, and the story um, that... My wife actually started watching it at the same time I did, and we'll mm-hmm. probably have her on a few times too. Yeah, cool. um, and uh, she is just every you know every chance we get, we're like, hey, what do you want to do? Let's watch Lost. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> we love it. So I think what's exciting for me is I look forward now to you know knowing what's coming in this show from here on out, and it is overwhelming to me like the amount of story that is going to be coming your way in the next four or five <laughs> seasons. You know, yeah, it's like. Um, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. Right. You know, it's yeah. like we've seen um, a very like small glimpse into the life of a lot of these people, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't got anything yet. Yeah, that's what I you know people keep <laughs> telling me, but I, I'm so like it's kind of kind of amazing in the sense that I'm so unspoiled to uh-huh. like, to the storyline right now. Like I have no idea. Right. You know, which is really cool for me and. Um, you know, I want to keep it that way. So that's why yeah. I don't do a lot of, you know, looking online and things like that. And when people start talking about it, I leave, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> I became a social outcast because of the show, but that's okay. Right. And it's amazing too, because I mean, the amount of information that's out there, not only things that have happened that everyone knows about, but the speculation about what's right. going to happen that hasn't happened yet. There's so much of it out there. And yeah. if, if you can avoid it, oh, you've got, you've yeah. got a great experience. Well, I'm, I'm trying my best, you know, and I didn't get involved to begin with because I knew there was such a... It was so deep, and there was a lot that was going to go into it. So at that point, I was starting a lot of new stuff in my life, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to be an investment. You yeah. know, yeah. and I was like, you know, I don't know, I really want to do that. But now, in hindsight, I'm so glad I didn't because right. now it gives this whole different, mm-hmm. interesting, you know, feature. So. Lost definitely pays. It's it's kind of a, it's an investment in entertainment. It's oh, kind yeah. of like if you take it in, you know, the way they're expecting you to take it in and the order they're wanting you to take it in, it's they're they're going to give you something in return for that. I agree. I agree. Okay. Anything else about this episode at all before we wrap things up? Nope. Great episode. 
All right. Well, everyone, we thank you for listening. If you would, please tell a friend. We need to get all the listeners that we can. Please rate us on iTunes. You can find the link to our iTunes page on our website at lostmysterypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash lmpodcast. That's LM as in Lost Mystery Podcast. And you can send us email to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And if you missed all that, you can hear it in our show outro. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. Hopefully we'll see you in a week or less. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can go sign up and become part of the community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us with your questions or comments at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, your message, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.